Hello, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, communities, and relationships. We use our social media platforms to have conversations on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education have played a role and currently play a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, in order for our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we write thought pieces every other Sunday and we just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So definitely be sure to check out the website once you're done watching this video. Also, for those of you who are on the go and unable to find some time to sit and listen on YouTube, we also host these segments on six different podcast platforms. Feel free to listen to us on the go. We have the descriptions linked down below. As is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe. Hit that post notification bell so that you're aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the channel. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis and this week our topic of discussion is mental wellness. Now for those of you who didn't watch the video that we dropped on Tuesday, big news for us here at Project Purpose. We just launched our second workshop on self-efficacy across all age groups, so 4 to 8, 9 to 13, 14 through to 17. So if it is the case that you're interested in cultivating self-efficacy within your children or even autonomy, the workshop that we launched last week definitely be sure to hop on our website, go check out our modules online and get yourself a workshop. We offer purely digital workspaces that provide you with the opportunity to complete the e-module in a shared virtual group space and also provides you the opportunity to see the progress of all of those who are working through e-modules online. So this is a continuous learning environment, one of the first of its kind. Workshops are built to be completed within a 21 day period, but you have the opportunity to start and finish on your own. There is no collective start and finish. And you can see as everyone is progressing through and you know how everyone is answering those questions and completing the exercises. So we're very excited about this launch. We're very excited about providing you with a completely digital, virtual, continuous learning environment. 
So definitely be sure to check those two out. So we have both autonomy and self-efficacy and more to come as the month continues. As we mentioned, June is a month of big moves for us and we're super, super excited and thrilled that we're finally in a place where we can share our modules with you and have the opportunity to really build community within our core offering, which is really these parent-child workshops that we offer for families. So that was just a little bit of news. Definitely wanted to share that with you before jumping into today's topic. And as you see in the description below, we're gonna talk about our relationship with fear. I think that this is an important topic to cover because I think we all have a very different, I think we all have a very different relationship with fear. And for some of us, fear is, is the reason why we don't do a lot of the things that we would like to. And for others, we've managed that relationship with fear fairly effectively. So I wanna talk a little bit about my relationship with fear and how that relationship has evolved over time because I think it would be a mistake to, to watch my videos or to listen in and assume that I'm fearless. I'm absolutely not a fearless human being. I'm actually quite a fearful human being and I just learned to manage it. And even on top of that, being HSP, so I've mentioned in a few videos, I'm a highly sensitive person. It means that even if I want to be brave and like combat fear, like my body has visceral responses to fear. Like I am not someone who has a cool, calm head when I'm frightened, I mean, I can give you some examples. I remember I was vacationing on a resort and I felt a little apprehensive that we were on the first floor. I mean, I enjoyed like the broad balcony, but I just felt like it was a little, it was a little bit of a safety hazard. So I was already a little bit on edge given the fact that we were on the first floor, despite it being like a five-star resort. I just didn't quite like it. And there was this one night a friend was playing a joke on us and pretended to kind of crash in on our unit. And I was so frightened, I ended up concussing myself. So just think about that. <laughs> he just kind of crashed in to surprise us. And I was so scattered that in trying to escape, I slipped and hit my own head and I, I was in a daze. And we had a moment where he was like, you know, if, there was, if this was a real... <laughs> I remember we had like this moment and he was like, if this was like a real intruder, like you would have done his job for him. And I was like, absolutely correct. I mean, this is true. I'm not good at handling fear. And, and even another time I was in Paris and I was just kind of walking along and this puppy was tied to a fairly flimsy chair as its owner was buying a pizza in, inside the store. And as I was walking, the puppy got away and like ran into the street and I'm freaking out. And I try to get the puppy out of the street. Like I tried to grab the leash um, and it like backed away. And I saw that every time I tried to get closer to the puppy, the puppy was going further into the street. And I had a meltdown, except this was like a quiet meltdown where like I just kind of put my head in my hands and I was just like deep sobbing because I was like, I'm about to witness this puppy die in the street. And I felt completely helpless because every time I reached forward, the puppy would go further into traffic. And luckily for me, a really nice man like came like running with his piece of pizza and he used his piece of pizza to lure the puppy back onto the sidewalk. And then the owner came back and she apologized profusely and another guy came and they're all surrounding me like wanting to make sure that I'm okay. And I'm just like in a visceral shock and I lost my voice. I had no words to communicate thank you. And I tried to like telepathically communicate thank you with my eyes. 
And they're all looking at me because I was like very upset. I really truly thought I was going to be watching this puppy get run over by a vehicle. And I just walked away because I couldn't speak because that's how taken I was with fear. So not only am I someone who who is fearful generally, I'm, I'm, I don't watch scary movies. I mean, I'm not someone who likes to be afraid. I don't respond well when I'm afraid. I'm quite helpless. Like my fear responses are so visceral that I'm not able to really function properly as a human being when I'm afraid. Even to the point where I was recommended to not take first aid training because it would be better for everyone if no one thought that I was of use in an emergency situation and people just recognize that I needed support in like high emergency situations just because of my neurophysiology. And this is because like as an HSP, we get overstimulated fairly easily. And if it's not like a gradual introduction to like high intensity stimuli, then we can just, for lack of a better term, short circuit. And I, that's the only way that I can explain it. Unfortunately for me, like many situations where I have probably scared other people with my fear responses because they're very visceral and, and they're not at all contained. I mean, in France, before I left to France, I had a friend um, reach out to me and we had a coffee before leaving. And he, he told me about all the pickpocketing and he, put so much fear in me about being pickpocketed. Like, even if I was having a coffee chat or just networking, anytime someone walked too closely to my bag, I would like flinch towards my bag. To the point where I remember this one man that I had met, who was like, is everything okay with you? Like you keep flinching towards your bag. And I'm like, I don't want to be pickpocketed. And he's like, it's not that bad. Like it's not so serious. But the way that my friend had described it, he was like, you know, Rochelle, like they will rip your phone right out of your hand in front of you. Like it is a really bad situation. So because of that, like I just was so fearful anytime I was outdoors with my belongings and I became like really twitchy and really fidgety and people commented on it a lot. And, <laughs> and like, I just wanted to give you a couple of snapshots. You know, I'm not like this fearless human being. I think I've realized though that in life, you need to decide what your relationship with fear is going to be. And I'm someone who's decided that even if I'm fearful, and I most of the time am fearful, just do it anyway. And that's my motto. Even if I'm a trembling mess and I can't put my words together and you know, I might pass out afterwards. I mean, who knows what the case might be. All of these situations have happened. I'm going to do it. If it means something to me, I'm going to do it. And that's how I've redefined my relationship with fear because there was a point in time where fear was really the reason why I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. I mean, I got through pretty much all of high school and pretty much all of my post-secondary education without really needing to do a presentation. Um, I found a way, I always found ways to get out of it or to do a presentation only for the professor. Like I would find different ways to weasel out of group presentations because I had such a horrible fear of public speaking. And now you wouldn't know that I had a fear of public speaking because I'd done it so much because there were so many opportunities where I wanted to teach someone something that I had learned and like that information was so exciting to me that I, that desire to share that information was just stronger than the fear. And I find that when you find yourself in a position where you have a desire and you really wanna do something, you allow that desire to trump the fear and you do it anyways. And I can tell you having worked in training and development for many years, 
all of the worst case scenarios, the majority of them, not all of them, I'm sure there, there are things that haven't happened that are much worse than the things that have. Most of it has happened to me. I've had like really embarrassing moments as a trainer and I survived them. Now public speaking, like I still get the preliminary butterflies, but not as crippling of a fear as it was before. And that's because I decided to master that relationship with, with that specific fear. And I can tell you now, like I've done a lot of things that people would qualify as being brave or as being courageous, but I do them while I'm still quite afraid. So this idea that you need to conquer your fears, I mean, I think it's a beautiful and poetic idea, but I think it's more realistic to suggest that you do it while afraid. Like, even though you're afraid, you do it anyway. And there are certain things that I do even now despite the fact that it does trigger a, a fear response in me. And in public speaking, I had mentioned to you, like there is still a preliminary fear response, but it's not as crippling because I've just developed the muscle over time. Um, I'm someone I can't watch horror movies, but I'm obsessed with a normal psychology. So I will like work myself through a Criminal Minds episode because I want, I like guessing the psychopathology in the unsub <laughs> on the show. It's because I like to guess it before they like spell it out. And usually towards the end, they spell out like the profile, the psychological profile of the criminal and how they're going to organize themselves to, to sort of corner this criminal. And I like to guess before they guess. And so because of that, I can I can work myself through watching like a Criminal Minds episode or even different psychological thrillers. But there are certain things that like I absolutely cannot watch just because the fear is something that completely debilitates me physically so even if I could mentally emotionally get through it like physically my body shuts down literally with fear my neurophysiological disposition makes it so that I'm not quite certain that my responses to fear are ever going to change I mean I could probably work through feeling fearful of less things but I've just learned to like fight through the fear like you know I'm afraid I'm going to do it anyway I could be trembling and you don't you don't see it but like my knees could be knocking with fear <laughs> I don't know how many of you tremble with fear but I am someone who physically will tremble with fear but if it's something that I really want to do I'm going to do it trembling with fear so I think that the advice that I want to give you as it relates to thinking about your relationship with fear now, and if fear is sort of the ruler, and if fear is the reason why you're not able to do the things that you want to do, then my suggestion to you would be to do it anyway. Do it while afraid. Conquering fears, I mean, that's a process. Even the things that I do while afraid, I'm still afraid of doing them despite the fact that, you know, I do it anyway. But there are very few fears, I can tell you, that I've completely conquered. I mean, there's still a little frisson of fear that like triggers up anytime I do something that is, is a little bit frightening for me. So I wanted to talk about that. There's a lot of fear-based decision-making taking place all around us and there is so much beauty on the other side of what scares you and because I've experienced that because I've, I've had many opportunities where my desires were so much stronger than my fears that it was enough of an incentive to push through that fear that I'd like to share that story with you because I I feel like a lot of people have big dreams and they have things that they really really want to do and they're just this fear of the unknown that stops them from doing it and I can tell you one thing that I've learned um, and I'll tell you a few things that I've learned about fear one fear in your head like the way you've envisioned it is always 
always way worse than what it translates as being in reality. And even if like the thing in your head, like the thing that scares you in your head actually takes place, it generally is never as bad. Like in reality, the reactions are never as bad as how they show up in your head. And the only way you can know that is if you do it anyway, you do it while you're afraid. The second thing that I wanna talk about when it comes to fear is that fear is illusory. Fear is not real. Fear is like one of the most fictional parts of our lived experiences that I've ever personally been able to like observe in myself. It's like these fears are just these things that we think up and we make real in our minds and they become and feel so real. I physically respond to my fears, but they're illusory, right? So when you recognize that this is big, but in my head, like this isn't actually big out in the world around me, like I can push through this and like just build yourself up. Like you can push through the fear, especially if you know that you want that experience. If there's an experience that you really, really, really want, then even if you're jumping with your eyes squeezed shut, jump. like do it. I don't know how many of you have gone to Canada's Wonderland, but they have like this makeshift bungee jump apparatus. And it's like almost bungee jumping, but you're kind of sausaged in and rolled into a form of sleeve. And I like these kinds of extreme things, but I tend to back out last minute. And I remember <laughs> I went into this ride and they like rolled me up like a sausage in the sleeve and halfway up, I changed my mind. <laughs> I was like, I changed my mind. And I knew the man, the operator heard me. I knew he heard me and he ignored me. And I was screaming, I started pleading with him. I started trying to barter with him like please like let me down and he just ignored me and I am so happy that he, and at first I was horrified I'm like this man is ignoring me I'm about to have a heart attack like I feel so afraid this was such a horrible idea and then when he let us go and like we went like swinging on this little bungee apparatus it was such a wonderful thrill it was a beautiful thrill. So another thing that I wanna talk about is this thrill aspect. Like when you get on the other side of fear, the thrill that you experience is next to nothing. It's like this amazing, exhilarating experience that I feel like is the I can do it in translation. It's like, I did that. And there's like this thrill that comes with this I did that feeling that is just such a wonderful, inner sense of confidence it's like this burst of confidence like you did this what else can you do you know what I'm saying and I remember like I like to do obstacle courses and I remember after my first obstacle course I was just like I cannot believe I finished this and I face planted actually at the end because I have a fear of fire um so I ended up over jumping the fire and then forgetting to untuck my legs and I like face planted and they got a couple pictures of it if I find a picture, I'll plug it in so that you can see it. But I was ecstatic because I jumped over the fire and I completed a massive obstacle course run. And I just felt so proud of myself because I wasn't sure if these were things that I was able to do. Like I've always sort of put myself in a bit of a bubble. Like I've always been very protective of myself just because I've, I've recognized and I've known my whole life how fearful that I am. And when I started just kind of pushing the boundaries of my fear and like just pushing myself to see like, well, how much can I accomplish while I'm still afraid? There's so much that you can accomplish while you're still afraid. So I think if, if we want to think about our relationship with fear, I think what makes you scared makes you scared. I'm not really sure if we can change the things that make us fearful. I think part of it is wired into our genealogy based on just like what our ancestors might have experienced. But I do think that we can still define how that translates in the world around us. I don't believe 
that half of my fears are things that I can conquer. I think that my fears are legit, but where I can push through that fear, I have pushed through it. And, and sometimes I look like a weirdo. Like I know that there's probably video surveillance footage somewhere around the world of me freaking out. Just because I was doing something well afraid and that meant like I was hyper vigilant and on edge and like, you know, maybe someone coughed around me and I like had a bit of a panic attack, but I was still doing it, you know? And, I, and I'm proud of the fact that I did it while afraid and I didn't allow my fears to keep me in a box. And I think there's too many of us that allow ourselves to be put in a tiny little box and to limit our experiences because of how much fear we have about what will happen if we do it. And I think that do it anyway, right? Like this whole conquer your fears bit. I mean, if you want to conquer your fear, if you can, kudos to you. But my suggestion, what has been more realistic for me, like someone who, you know, is my disposition is quite fearful. I've learned to just do it anyway. So I wanted to share that with you as it relates to like our relationships with fear and thinking about what your relationship with fear is and how much power you give to your fear and how much you allow fear to control the decisions that you make in your life. And then how you can adjust that so that you have more power you have the control over what your fear dictates in your life. And even if you can't control your physical responses to fear, like I concussed myself while trying to escape what I thought was an intruder. I mean, that's a really embarrassing story that's not gonna be on the internet. It didn't stop me from enjoying my all-inclusive trip, right? I mean, there are things that I will not allow my fear to stop me from doing. There are experiences that I will not allow my fear to stop me from having. And I think that that's sort of the right baseline and it took me some time to get there but now that I'm there I mean there's so much life to live on the other side of fear so I have to at least try to share that message with you. So that was what this talk was about. I really did want to try to address the relationship that we have with fear because I think too many of us have a toxic relationship with fear and we allow fear to limit us too much like you don't want fear to control like the core aspects of your life like fear shouldn't be what controls your relationships fear shouldn't be what controls your career choices or where you want to live or how you want to live like these are things that fear just should have zero say in and if it is the case that you feel fearful again like my motto is do it anyway like do it while afraid i mean the thrill on the other end of it and like just knowing that you can push through your own fear that you can own your fear that you have mastery over your fears is a knowledge that all of us need to possess at some point in our lives we don't want to live life feeling as though fear is the master of us like we need to push through those fears so this was my little rah-rah i was trying to kind of cheer everyone on and I, I wanted to do this this way because i think like in my last few videos i talked a bit about like how i want my lived experiences and my stories to be ones filled with excitement filled with adventure and filled with suspense and they have been but all of all of the while most of these stories i was a trembling fearful mess and still pushing through that fear anyway so i don't want people to think to have this misconception that I'm like fearless and I laugh in the face of danger. I mean, I, I tell myself that I laugh in the face of danger, but I'm laughing while trembling in the face of danger. So I think that, it, I just wanna share that with you. So for those of you who are fearful like me, who have a fearful disposition as I have a fearful disposition, know that you can push through that fear anyway. Know that that fear doesn't need to control you. And I, I thought that that was really an important message to share on, on our topic of mental wellness this week because I think fear has a huge, huge role to play in our mental wellness. And I think if fear has too much of 
uh, position in our decision making, then it's going to hinder our mental wellness. There are a lot of experiences that we're going to miss out on that will do us good that we won't do just simply because we're afraid. And I think that, that is too big a missed opportunity. So thank you so much for tuning in with me. Again, I always love these chats. And for those of you who are still here, definitely check out our podcast series. Definitely check out our website. Our storefront is growing by another three workshops. Super thrilled about that. Share the website with others. We, again, we do write thought pieces and we provide visual marketing materials on our Instagram as well as on our Facebook page. So definitely check those out as well. We have something a little bit different sprinkled all over our social media. Give us a like, show us that you were there. So that was this talk. I hope it was engaging. I hope you learned something. I mean, if there's something that you would like to share by way of fear, if you have a funny story, but also a story of how you push through your fear, I'd love for you to share it. I think that we need to just be more vocal about the ways that we've pushed through fear to help those who are still working up the courage because courage is really doing things while afraid. I think that that's what courage and how, and that's also bravery. I don't think people who are courageous and who are brave are people who just like have zero fear at all. I think they just learn to master those fears. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's always a great pleasure to chat with you and until next time, <laughs> bye.